This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. Hello, this is Shai Gutman with the Nakuda Podcast. Parshas Shemois. Sorry for getting this out a little bit late this week, but um, try to do better next time. Anyway, we wanted to uh, start out this new safer with a um, discussion of the difference between this. It's really a change in ears, as we talked about last week. Last uh, week was Parsha Vayechi. It was really kind of the culmination of an era of the Ovis. And the Ovis was a period during which Hashem chose, the Ovis chose Hashem, and Hashem uh, responded by choosing the Ovis to uh, transmit his uh, direction for the world but more in the sense of an individual instruction. In other words, there was, specific, there was a specific family he was really communicating with and, uh, and one individual in particular uh, chosen out of that family to uh, communicate the, uh, the instructions of Hashem, the desire of Hashem, the will of Hashem. So that was a very um, significant period. And we are now making a transition to a, a really totally different situation, which is a leader and a people. Uh, the relationship between Yaakov, for example, and his sons is very different than the relationship between Moshe Beni and Am Yisrael. Uh, as we know, over the course of the Parsha, uh, Moshe Beni didn't, he didn't even grow up among Klal Yisrael. He didn't grow up with his parents. He, didn't, uh, he was totally isolated, and uh, he ended up going exiled to a foreign land, uh, Midian, which he was not in. Uh, I mean, none of the Elvis were, uh, you know, kind of put left that far away and guided. I mean, Yaakov even was at least among family. I mean, here in Moshe, it was in a totally, totally uh, foreign environment. Uh, first by Paro in, in his palace and then later in, in the house of Yisrael. At any rate, uh, Hashem specifically chooses to communicate with Moshe Rabbeinu, but the, the shlichus of Moshe Rabbeinu is both to Am Yisrael, Klal Yisrael, which uh, are not named specifically, I mean, other than, you know, Aharon, but, you know, we don't, and, and maybe the leaders of the families, but it's not the same kind of relationship that uh, we, ex- that Hashem had or we expected to to be with the uh, with the shvutim, uh, each one you know by name for his entire shevet. Anyway, in any case, I think it's pretty obvious that the relationship between Moshe Rabbeinu is not nearly as close and personal as the relationship of Yaakovina with his uh, with his children. Um, it's it's again this idea of the am. So. What is what are we supposed to learn from that, and what does it what does it mean for the future doiris? Uh, 
First of all, there's the concept of Ispashtusa the Moshe behold door. In other words, at, uh, the, the Moshe Rabbeinu was kind of a dogma, a, a prototype for a certain type of leader and a leader people relationship, which uh, would be continued from then on. You know, it will be until Mashiach comes, but it's it, it, it's not necessarily the I mean, everything is based on Moshe Rabbeinu, the, the Moshe Rabbeinu of the door, but there's not necessarily only one leader. There is a concept of the Tzadikador. Some, some groups uh, promote that concept very strongly, but there's only one leader for the door. But a lot of other people, I mean, the Maharal says that that's impossible, that there has to be multiple leaders, and a lot of people have the, uh, a lot of uh, areas that they constantly more in the concept of CTK Hador, that there are, the motion of the door means that there's a, a, a nitzitz, a spark of Moshe Rebbeinah in every leader, and each leader. Uh, 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 is dealing with his particular oil and his particular group, and as the groups have, and the druchim in Klaliyosov between the Svardim and the and the, the Ashkenazim and the Litvisha and the Hasidisha and all in each group within the Hasidim, and each group within the Litvisha, each group within the Svardim, there are so many subdivisions that it's it's uh, virtually impossible to expect that they're all going to follow one leader, and it's never really happened. In any case, um, what we want to uh, stress here is that. The 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 uh, emphasis has gone from more of an individual emphasis. It was the story of a particular uh, one of the others. You know, the story of the travels of Yaakov Avinu, the story of the travels of of of, of Yosef, and and they were really the focus. They were really the whole point of it. Um, now the point of it is really uh, Klalisol because Moshe Rabbeinu was sent on a shlichus. To, I mean, you could say to Paroi also to to spread Hashem's uh, uh, the knowledge of Hashem to Paroi, which means the Goyim, because that was they were the the primary empire at the time, and also um, to Klalisrol through Moshe Rabbeinu, which was, again, the... the um, and, and it was much needed at that point because so much had been lost uh, that they had already, and also with the ultimate goal of giving them the Torah on our Sinai, which was, again, also a national experience which was shocked to every, every person. So at this point, we get the, the uh, message that there is a shlichus to the individual and a shlichus to the klal. That there are certain things that were previously only in the hands of the others and now they've been transferred into the hands of klalisul, of the whole people. And I want to get this across because um, there's an idea of um, uh, this This week is the first week of, of a period of, of six weeks called the period of shoivavim. Um that's after the Rosh Tevas, actually in order of the first six parshas of Shmos, the Eira, Boy, B'Shalach, Yisro, and Mishpotim. So these, uh, this is a period of time which is, uh, especially by the Mekubolim, is, is particularly uh, emphasized as a time for tshuva, uh, for specific averis, uh, which are more shaykh uh, to men, as a matter of fact, we won't go into that. But anyway, um, it's, the, uh, it's on, a, on a larger scale, it's, it's a concept of a tikkun, and I think this is one of the reasons why it's, it, it was emphasized by the Rizal so much, was this idea that that originally from Avromovini already down, there was a concept of uh, 
um, that the tzaddik of that generation had to be involved primarily in correcting the chet etzadas, the chet of the and that that would be that would bring the the world to its ultimate tikkun. That was really the point of it. That was that was his mission. Uh, what happened was this. Um, when we have this, this um, uh, again, this transfer of responsibility of not just to the leader himself, but also to the people as a whole, and, and Kalali so it becomes an emphasis in itself, that um, concept of Tikkun is not just something that the leader has to do. It's something that the people as a whole have to do. And all of a sudden, now the emphasis becomes like through Torah is that there are injunctions among upon the people as a whole to do these things, to accomplish things, to help to accomplish things that were previously just the province of the leader alone. Um, so that the concept of tshuva, which, uh, for example, on Rosh Hashanah, you know, Yom Kippur, the whole Elul period and everything, is usually presented as being more of a, an individual taken. Each person individually looks into their uh, averis and um, and they, they they do tshuva for their you know their own personal issues um, and actions. When we get to the point of something like shoivavim, we're talking about something that is primarily really, when you go really into it, it's really more for the tikkun of the Chetet Tzadas again, of the Chetet of, of, of Adomarishan. That's really the basis for it as it's brought down. And the uh, way that it's observed, for example, with, with fasting or with what's called a Tanis Dibber, which is uh, not, not speaking for a certain number of hours during the day, um, the Tanis also some some do not necessarily fast an entire day. It could be um, it could be only part of the day, but for the for the for the, like one day a week or whatever it comes out to be. And that's again some do it, some don't do it. It's optional. It's not not a, not that much of a pressure. It's it's kind of a, something you take on. But on the other hand, it's something that not only the person has to think about their own personal issues, but they're thinking about the hate of Adomarishan, which is something which is really. Uh, 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 impacting mankind as a whole. This is like a, 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 a job that we all have. Uh, as, as again, as a whole, we have this this necessity to do a ticket for klalisul, and klalisul itself has to go through this type of purification in order for Mashiach to come. So it's not just each person with their own individual issues. It's something that we participate in as, as part of mankind as a whole. And you, know, you can say that the Jewish people is a kapora for, for mankind, and this is something that necessarily we don't expect the going to do, but it's something we, we do as Jews. But what's important is, even if it's something that a person feels that they have corrected in themselves, they still participate in these things as a whole, because, for example, uh, Tanis Dibra is being a, a, a way of becoming conscious of the the, the question of, uh, of the, the issue of, of uh, Lashon Hara, for example, which affects just about everyone in one way or another. But again, it's not just done because this is a problem for for me as an individual. It's a problem for mankind as a whole. So, therefore, by participating in this, we're showing that we are conscious. Uh, of the fact 
fact that we're affected by this or that, that all of mankind is affected by this and that we affect mankind as much as mankind affects us. And it's, it's something that the Kalal participates in as something to bring about a ticket for the Kalal, which is going to bring Mashiach for the Kalal. We're not just talking about, you know, the specific... Um, responsibilities that we have as individuals. And that is also very important because, first of all, it means that we're, um, we're, we're taking ourselves out of our specific community and our specific period of time that we're living in and saying that we are uh, part of the continuum of Jews through all generations and in all spaces. And it was that this is part is now as Jews because of the matzah that that was created uh, after uh, you know by by the um, the enslavement in, in, in Egypt and Mitzrayim, which was also really uh, on a larger scale was part of the ticket of, of 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 not only Klali Sol but the world as a whole. It was also a result of the more you go into the, the Kabbalistic uh, framework for the, the whole the reason why the, the concept of Golis and, and, and Geula and, and why we go through an exile and why we, we were reinstated in Eretz Yisrael and why we had to leave and why we had to go back again. All these things is also a, on a global scale. These things are, are happening as part of the history of the world as a whole and not just the, the the destiny of any individual person. So that's why even if a person is deciding like where they want to live or whatever, it's not just where they feel more comfortable. It's a place where they can achieve their tachlis in creation as a whole because they are a part of that entire history and that, that entire destiny and that entire responsibility that the Jewish people has as a whole. So this is something that's very hard for some people to um, to understand or accept. They, they're always thinking in terms of their own feeling for Hashem and their own relationship with Hashem, they have to consider themselves not, I mean, that's important. I'm, not, I'm saying that's not that's something to be neglected. All I'm saying is that as a, as a Jew, our relationship to the whole uh, of humanity and the whole of history is, is unique. That, and that's a very big part of our identity. We're not just Jews so that we can come as individuals to a higher level of Kedusha, a higher level of, 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 uh, of spirituality or relationship with Hashem. We are here as a people to do a specific job that the Jewish people has to do. And this is part of our destiny and the reason uh, the, and, and the, what, what Hashem put us in charge of. So, um, you know, whether it's in, in terms of this particular observation of the, the concept of shoivivim or it's simply a matter of how we look at our general uh, performance of mitzvahs and our relationship also with goyim, because we have to be an orla goyim also. We have to, you know, try to, to influence them in a positive way, especially with all the anti-Semitism going on now. It's certainly something we have to be conscious of, you know, how we come across and that we're giving up positive image and I think that the more we act as examples and the more we um, we try to have some positive hashpua uh, on a global scale uh, the more we uh, will, the, the goyim will feel like you know well at least they're doing their job to try to uh, to bring us closer to the, to the Mashiach and the Total Tikkun because the Tikkun is for them as well I mean the uh, Hasidim Mosoyim have a Chedek and Elamab as well as opposed to the idea of, of, of attracting the Nitzitzis uh, that have to be corrected you know the, the in terms of Gerim and, and how that has to happen in order for Mashiach to come. So all of these things are, are, are again, looking at the broader picture 
I, I think we can get very um, bogged down sometimes in, in trying to figure out what's the relevance of, uh, of uh, Parshish from the Torah in terms of how it affects us as individuals and it affects our lives as individuals, when really a lot of the point of it is that we should see ourselves as Jews, as part of the Jewish people, that all through all the generations from the very beginning has been going through a specific um, uh, uh, Job, a particular, a particular uh, playing a particular role in history, that Hashem has you know very carefully planned, uh, so as to bring about the ultimate tikkun you know in the end of days, and that and we have to go through every single thing we've had to go through in order to bring that about. Uh, so the shlichus here is to Moshe Rabbeinu for the sake of Klali Sol, but it's ultimately to cause a shlichus of Klali Sol to the world as a whole, and it's it's all one thing, and the focus now has become a national focus as opposed to just individual focus. We're not talking about the development of Moshe Rabbeinu as an individual. We're talking about Moshe Rabbeinu as a shliach to Klali Sol. Uh, it's a very, very different thing. It's not, it's, Moshe Rabbeinu was not uh, chosen as the Bechor, as, as, as a person that himself represented Klali Sol in that way, uh, and, it, and he had to go through his his uh, trials and tribulations so that he should be the representative of Kali Sorol and kind of the the um, uh, uh, kind of a, a proxy for Kali Sorol. It was never intended to be that. He was actually there as sent to do a job, to get something done, to bring. Uh, Klali Sol to a different level than they were to begin with, and that's what he had to uh, cope with all, all the, the throughout the the Gullis in, in in the Midbar. That was his whole challenge: was dealing with the people. He wasn't just you know sitting himself isolated and just doing his own thing, and that the people should have some kind of aliyah through his aliyah. It, it was it was really not uh, that relationship. I mean, it may have been certain some other generations, but in his in, in terms of, of Moshe Rabbeinu and all the subsequent leaders of Klali Sorol, it was, it was very much about the relationship between the leader and Klali Sorol and how Moshe uh, acts as an intermediary to bring Klali Sorol closer to Hashem and to, and to help them to accomplish the ticket that they have to accomplish on the global scale. So that is uh, just the, um, the major idea I wanted to get across, and I hope that's been helpful. Uh, and this will, of course, be uh, now through the whole Sefer Bamidbar, you know, aside from those uh, parshas dealing more with the dinam, this is really the focus of the, um, of, uh, of, of the whole uh, stories that are uh, given over the historical aspect of the, uh, of the book. Okay, so um, again, we'll try to get out earlier next week in Mitzvah Shem, and I uh, hope you have a good Shabbos.